Sidish Hashem, we've now finished the first part of what we wanted to talk about in the kiosk, which is various mitzvahs, which even if a person is careful to do the mitzvah right, like we said, there's an Akiyas in the mitzvah, which means the attitude or the middle that a person has to have uh, to connect to the mitzvah more. And now he clarifies that. And Zushar says, Vinay, Adhena divarti min ktasa mitzvahs. Although now I've spoken about some of the mitzvahs, those things, those mitzvahs, where he says, we see that people are very often nechshalim, and therefore, he, he found this thing to be the, the, the correct mitzvah, so the ones to point the finger towards and to highlight, so it's being emphasized, because very often, even people who are trying to make sure they keep the lachah properly, aren't careful enough in these areas. And then from, from this, we can learn to all the other Isra in the Torah. Every other in the Torah has lots of enough and lots of details, lots of branches. Some of them are more severe, some of them, even if they're more, more so to speak, they're not as severe, but nevertheless, they're, they're all branches, they're all chalakim, uh, parts of how to keep the mitzvah properly, and therefore a person who wants to be naki. He has to be careful in all the different areas of the mitzvah to make sure that it's completely clean, it's completely perfect. And as I said, he gave us some examples, whether it was Shabbos, or whether it was before um, he spoke about MS, he spoke about uh, giving advice to people, and then before he spoke about Kashras, and before he spoke about uh, speech. And all the various issues he spoke about was it's so much a multifaceted, and if a person has to, the equal point is not, not just to make sure, not to do something I know is wrong, but more the care to make sure that everything I'm doing uh, is completely kosher, there's nothing even uh, slightly, slightly wrong with it. The Quran is the Quran and the Pazak Hashem, that it says, Shinaich Ka'eda Harachelim. It says, as praise of Kaishal, Shinaich is your teeth, Ka'eda Harachelim are like a flock of sheep. What's the complement of your teeth and like a flock of sheep? So the first one is my rachos A sheep is not a bold animal; it's more of a reticent animal, it's more of a tznistic animal. Shinaich are your soldiers, and it's interesting thing. Why are the shinaich your soldiers? So if you think about it, what's the only natural weapon in a person's body that can do damage? Teeth. Just teeth. It's like it's like a like a, it's kind of a blade. It's like something sharp. And therefore, if we're going to talk about the soldiers of the Jewish army, we call them the teeth of Kahi Israel. They're the ones who can bite, they're the ones who can fight. And if that's the case, as opposed to armies which are normally corrupt or lawless or just people who revel in uh, bloodshed and uh, brutality, the Jewish army is considered a flock of sheep. The Jewish army is considered a flock of sheep. Your army is like a flock of sheep. They aren't aggressive, wild people, they aren't bloodthirsty people, it's mystic people. You want to know how, how on what level the Jewish army were? No one ever mixed up which twin they went to first. If one of them had put the twin on the wrong way, then they wouldn't have been praised as being the army of Tzedekim. The answer is Tzedekim. And they'll be talking about Tzedekim, who they went to war, but they went to war in a way where they didn't so to speak, compromise on anything when it came to Allah. 
If a person would talk in shul between Yishtabach and starting Baruch, which is Yetzar, even though it's not technically a Bein Aprakim, because he's finished with the Zimra and he hasn't started Berkos Kriyashma, so technically it's not, if a person had to talk, there would be the least the least bad time to talk, the least severe is to talk, because it's not, it's not to have sick in the middle of a certain part of the but nevertheless, the Gemara says in Yishami, Averi Biyada. A person who speaks there, it's still Navera, but Chazarem Archam Lucham. He's not wanted as a Jewish soldier. The Jewish soldiers had to be tzaddikim, had to be on a very high level. And anything that they're doing wrong, you, then he disqualifies you from the army. And therefore, the few people who made the grade and actually made it into the Jewish army, your teeth were like a flock of sheep. They were Mamish tzaddikim. It was an, an unbelievable testament to the greatness of Ta Yisrael that the, the soldiers that we're going to find, uh, each one of them is such a tzaddik. So we see that that's the qualifications for acceptance into the army of Torah Yisrael. We see what the level of the kids Hashem is expecting us. Have to be like that. Why was the the Jewish army held to such a high standard? Held to such a high standard. We're not talking about leaders of Torah Yisrael. We're talking about soldiers. And every other army in the world works, and they have all able available manpower. We're just going to draft to get them to fight. When it comes to the Jewish army, we're looking for people, everyone's such a big tzaddik, what's the reason for it? So the reason is like this. And that is, it's taken for granted today that when you send an army to battle, you're going to suffer casualties. Even the winning army. And sometimes the winning army suffers more casualties than the loser does. That's the nature of battle. Like later on, in the Navi, Yoav tells David Melech, in battle people get killed. Right? So the assumption is, when people going to war, Going to, some of them are going to die. It's called statistics, call it like probability, call it whatever you want to call it, but that's, that's, that's assumed. The Jewish army is not meant to be like that. It's meant to be that, and like it says in Chazal, that all the soldiers come marching home. And that's why the army of Midian, that's what they told Moshe. We counted all the people, we didn't lose a soldier. Now, if you want to make a sol- uh, an army, where no one's going to get lost. So then, that's both sides are shooting arrows, both sides have swords, both sides are, are whatever weapon of the time it's going to be. So if you want to make an army which is protected to the level that you're not going to lose anybody, not just that you're going to be victorious, but you're not going to lose a single man. So that's the case, then you have a big principle. And that principle is, and that is that in order for a person to get punished, they must have done something wrong. Like the Gemara says in Shabbos, "Ein misabelechet." And if that's the case, any chet is enough that in the time of milchama, a person can get punished for it. It's true in normal circumstances. Is Hashem going to kill somebody for speaking between Yishtabach and Yetzer? Probably not. It's not in the level of chayim misabelechem. But in a time of milchama, so now it's not a question of is Hashem specifically going to punish the person. Now it's a question of the bullets are flying, bombs are going off. Is Hashem going to specifically shield the person that nothing is going to happen to them? So for that, it has to be that a person has done nothing wrong. A person has done nothing wrong is shielded because Hashem won't kill him if he's done nothing wrong. A person who's done something wrong, even something which we call minor wrong, doesn't deserve that protection. And if that's the case, he's, he's, he's at risk. He's at risk. And if that's the case, it's an amazing thing. When the Jewish army, as it was meant to be, go to battle, what we tell the Jewish army is, you're all guaranteed to come home again. 
You're all guaranteed to come home again because your hand-picked soldiers have done nothing wrong. And therefore, Hashem is going to protect you. Now, now I understand the Gemara and Saita. The has got there. And now I understand the Gemara and Saita, which talks about this. And the Gemara says that the last message that the coin gave to the army before they went to battle was, Anybody who's scared, so fall out and go back home again. And what are they scared of? So the Gemara brings them up like this. One of them says, he's scared. He can't, he's scared of seeing combat. He's scared of being killed. And the other shit is that he's scared of a virus. He's scared he's done a virus. And now I understand it's not really such an argument. It's the same thing. A person who's scared means I'm, I don't think I'm such a big tzaddik. And that's the case. I shouldn't be going to battle because I might, I might get killed. And therefore, the person who wasn't scared is the person who thinks I've done nothing wrong. And if that's the case, I can rely on the fact that nothing's going to happen to me. And therefore, if that, was, if that would be the situation of the Jewish army, then the only ones left to fight would be the ones who are convinced that they, they've done a good cheshmer and nefesh and have done nothing wrong. If someone is a very and therefore he has what to be scared of, then don't come and fight. We don't need you. So that was the Shinaich, the, the teeth of Israel. The Jewish army was the flock of sheep. They were all perfect to them. It's an amazing thing. Okay, so that's uh, the level of Nikius that the person needed to, so to, to rely on the fact that he'd be protected. Just like when it came to mitzvahs, that a person has to be knocky in what he does, he's not doing anything even seemingly insignificant, so he's not doing wrong. Certainly when it comes to a person's midas, they have to be knocky as well. So that's much harder. Like we have pointed out before. That's much harder to have the kiyos in midas than it is to have the kiyos in actions. Now, why is this kimat adat not? Kimat means it's nearly more difficult to have the kiyos in midas than it is in midas, but it's not. It is more difficult, like he's going to say himself. Why? A person's nature uh, works against him in, in developing his medicine badly more than it prevents him doing actions. Because a person's nature and his character traits whatever the person is trying to do so his nature is going to either be for or against something. And therefore, since he has not just to do an action, it's rather to change or to work against what's part of his innate nature. And therefore, it's going to make it a much harder fight. And so, like I said, when it comes to doing an action, I might be lazy, I might not know the details, I might be not have paid enough attention to check up I'm doing it right. But normally, there isn't a Yetzirah not to do a mitzvah. Most people don't have a Yetzirah not to shake the lunaf, or Yetzirah not to eat in the sukkah, or Yetzirah not to whatever you do any other mitzvah you want it to be. The Yetzirah is against the midas. Now, sometimes the midas will interfere with the mitzvah. So let's give an example. No one has a problem per se shaking every minute. So if a person doesn't do it, it's because there's some midas involved which doesn't want to let him do it. He's lazy or let's just say this is the basic example. So the problem is the middle. But the mitzvahs on their own isn't such a struggle for a person because he doesn't have a, a nature not to do a mitzvah. 
and therefore it's just a question of learning what the details of the mitzvah are and making sure to do them. Whereas when it comes to midas, so now there is an opposition because now he's trying to fight something which definitely doesn't want to do what he wants to do, what he thinks the right thing to do is, and therefore it makes it much more difficult. And therefore the avoider of trying to fight against one's midas is much more of an avoider than trying to uh, make sure one does the, does the actions of the mitzvahs right. And like I said, sometimes the two are intertwined. When it comes to the mitzvah of stalker. So then it's not just the action of giving stalker. Of course, part of the struggle is a person is a mid of stinginess, doesn't want to give up his money. And if that's the case, the successful uh, doing the mitzvah entails also overcoming the mid. And this is an example. But the difficulty isn't the mitzvah. The difficulty is the mid. And therefore a person is, has to work harder to overcome his midas because that's where the echo struggle lies. The Yitzhah he is explaining is the, is the Midas, and that's a Gibor. In other words, if you want to say what's more difficult for a person to do, and to force himself to do actions, or to force himself to overcome his Midas, Kovish is Yitzhah, overcoming his Midas is a much more of a sign of a Gibor. Vinay, Hamidas and Rabbis, the lots of Midas. As many actions as other person can do, same thing. They are the midas which influence those actions or influenced by those actions. And therefore, there's a big avoider also for a person who wants to be naki, which means to be completely clean, to work on their midas as well. In other words, to make sure that the midas aren't making them do things wrong. But that's much more difficult. And therefore, right now he's not talking about, this is an important point. Mrs. Shem at this stage isn't talking about what a person needs to do. Not about the, not in all the mitzvahs we spoke about until now, and not what we're going to talk about next in the mitzvahs. What the Mrs. Shem is talking about is basically an awareness of the areas in which a person needs to be naki. In the area of the ways in which it means to be naki, it means to be completely clean. What's included in that, so he's going to give us all the different areas where a person is to make sure that they, 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 they've worked on themselves to a level where they're no longer doing anything wrong. And then we spoke about the details of the mitzvahs in the previous part of the parrot. And then he's going to speak about the details of the mitzvahs. And then again, how a person embarks on such a journey of changing a mitzvah is a big, is a big, is a, it's a big undertaking. It's a whole mission. But at least the awareness of what the kios means means I know that I'm knocking, I'm clean from that mitzvah, and therefore I'm not being influenced by it, and it's not causing me to do the wrong thing. Amnam, commotion with that brain of a mitzvah. Just like when you spoke about. Various mitzvahs, he chose the ones where he felt that most people are nechshalim, and that's why the ones he highlighted as examples of a person has to be naki. That's basically people are more likely to be nechshal. And therefore, as we come to midas, says in Sisha, I'm not going to go through all the midas. I'm going to choose a midas which people most often, the primary midas that people are most often nechshalim, because that's what you have to think more about. Um, how to overcome them because of our we've so habituated ourselves to having these mitzvahs. And it's interesting, what does Mr. Shem point to as the four worst mitzvahs, the four most popular, most prominent bad mitzvahs a person has? Behem ha-gaiva, ba-kas, ha-kina v'atayva. Gaiva, kas, kina Now, the the there's a connection between 
the two to the first and the second two. And as you know, it's different expressions, but gaiva comes from a sense of the person's feeling is their own importance. Kaas. We translate it as anger, but really, the, when we explain the middle of anger, the middle comes from a person not getting what they wanted. I always explain anger. If you, you know, my kids have these little like wind up cards. You know, the card has a spring inside, you have it go on the floor, and then it races as far as it can until the string has unrolled itself, so to speak. Just discharge whatever charge it had. <coughs> That's the father card. And now what happens if you if you wind up the car and you put it down and it goes straight into a wall? So you're going to get this loud as it releases its charge, the car moves. It's like held by the wall. As it releases all the power into the wall. That's anger. When a person wants to do something and something prevents them from what they wanted to do, so the force of the anger is that, that, that force of what they wanted to do which is now being prevented, so it, it expresses itself again. The outlet is anger. And therefore, the more a person wanted to do something and it gets thwarted, the more anger he's going to feel. It's a direct relationship between how much a person wanted something and how much how much anger there's going to be when he doesn't get it. And therefore it's Ba'atim, and we're going to see that the Bali Musa say this, it's Ba'atim, it comes as a derivative from Gaiva. Because the Gaiva point is, I want something, I want to get my way, I want things to work the way I want them to work, and I don't get that, so now, in the verse of not getting what I wanted, Kais. is Kais. As in the other two. Taiva is I want something, which I can get. And then fulfilling, what I, you know, fulfilling all my wants is giving it to my Taiva. When there's something I want and I can't have, then it makes kin. Then it makes jealousy. Because if, if you can have the new Ferrari and I can have the new Ferrari, I'm not jealous if you have it also. So it's just the Taiva. I want it, I get it. But if I can't afford it and you can, so now an unfulfilled Taiva turns into kin. Which means when I want something which I can't have, then I'm jealous of the people who have it. If I would want to do something and I can't have it, but you have it, so I'm jealous of it. If I would have it as well, then I'll just, I could fulfill my Taiva too. If it's because I don't have it, then you do. So then the, the so it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's just like a person's Gaiva, which doesn't get what it wants, turns into curse. A person's Taiva, which doesn't get what it wants, turns into kin. It turns into the jealousy of the people who do have it. So these are all the primary bad midas that the Mrs. Shoshone wants to put the spotlight on. Hanko Ele Midas Ross. We know bad midas. She Ross and the charisma for service. No one's going to argue about it. Everyone agrees that these are bad midas. And it's after rights. We don't need to prove it. Why? Everyone agrees that they're bad and what they cause is bad too. What people do when they're jealous, what people do when they're angry. So then, of course, the results are bad also. And what makes them bad, and this is the, the underlying, maybe, principle of all our When a person is acting under the influence of his midas, then it's out of the realm of his chachma. And we said this lots of times. The danger of a midah isn't just that the midah gets felt. It's that the midah takes the reins. A person is led by his midas. And when the midah doesn't just make him feel something, but it leads him, so he's being led blindly by a midah, and the seichel of the person isn't in control anymore. Like I always say, the, the English idiom for this is, is a person, let's say, for example, is blinded by anger. It's very true. He's blinded. He's not seeing. He's not thinking. Uh, whatever, whatever, other, whatever other expression one wants to use, the danger is when the midah takes the reins and leads the person. 
and then it's not being not needed by his Chachma, and therefore, Yimele, that's, uh, that's what makes them bad. And it makes the results of the Mele even worse, because there's no predicting where it's going to end up. Therefore, it says, Any one of them can bring a person to big Averis, because they all are, are Midas, which can need a person to do things, which obviously, any, when you'd be thinking, in a rational sense, you would never do. That's why he says there are many medas. These medas are, are he calls the worst medas, the most prevalent medas, and the ones which maybe are the most destructive to a person. And that's why he's going to talk about specifically these four medas as examples of medas where a person has to work on being lucky from the middle, which means a person has to work on uh, detaching themselves from the influence of the middle, because otherwise, even if he has corrected the actions he does, he still can fall victim to the, the middest to, to mislead him or to drag him in the wrong direction.